Hey y'all, this episode of Crit Files pertains to episodes 3 and 4 of Wealth Beyond Measure. Just in case you're finding it out of order. Alright, let's get to the Crit Files. Sweet. That was cool. Oh, man. We're going to kill those guys next time, right, guys? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That was good. I like that. I had like so many options laid out. I wasn't sure like which ones you guys would pick or stumble upon or whatever. So this is a fun joining of events. So we'll have to think about length, not to peek too much behind the curtain, but you know, we didn't want to do much more than like, you know, what did we say was like a good target? Cause this will be about four to eight is four to eight. eight. Okay. Yeah. And like two you know, months the- worth. Okay. Yeah. I think I might, if I can't bring it in next time, I definitely can bring it in this episode after so we'll just see kind of what happens so well um and i don't think anybody cares if it goes a little under or a little over no like however i don't want to be the first to take advantage of everybody's generosity and patience and but if we're having fun we're having fun i I love a good time constraint and (laughs) i have no it it works well it's a good you know it's setting those kind of limits lets us I don't know. Tell, 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 I think more interesting stories. Yeah. I, I just, for this, and I could probably wait till Dash comes back because it's getting metagamey, but I just, I wanted to put as many like moral conundrums in front of you all as possible. And because that's what the expanse is. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's like moral gray zone out here. And you throw in treasure. Like, what are people, what are people going to do? So, yeah. And this is a good one. You guys got a, a chance to like do a lot of your own things. Like Balin didn't have to interject too much. Um, and oh, you know, oh, Balin, he's a mouthy little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cocky for. Um, he's just thinking. I threw some fireballs around, blew up Gideon. Hot shit. I'm excited for for like a mad scientist style. A wand blow up in his face by accident. (laughs) (laughs) I am so excited to get to what I have planned as like the last, you know, session. Mm. Kind of Um, final set piece. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. I hope it's just pure, pure fun, wild shit. Oh, yeah. Um, So let's go ahead and get into it. Guys, you hear that? That's me opening up the crit files, baby. Um, pulling out session two from Wealth Beyond Measure. It's a manila envelope. It looks like a typical bureaucratic nonsense. But inside are the details of the events of this session. Oh, including Dashy's sexy pose over there. <laughs> yeah. Holding a large phallic object up to his face. It's just a microphone. It's a big old chode phone. Microchode. Uh, no, that didn't work. Uh, <laughs> what a terrible not start. Not like that word you came up with. Yeah, I know. I know. Didn't sit right. Guys, uh, in this episode, you came out of the catacombs. You wandered through the desert. You came upon a strange primitive stone hut that where two adventurers were bickering about a chest that contained... Um, a helmet that was uh, bound with a shadow spirit. And despite my best efforts to make something virtually unkillable, you guys killed it. Um, Did a healthy 
a healthy amount of damage to it and to the helmet combined. So well done. You vanquished a treacherous uh, evil wizard. And now you are taking shelter in a collapsible, foldable fortress where two cultists are talking about sacrificing somebody to the surge. I don't know. What do you guys think about the road that we took to get here? And what do you think is going to happen next? Uh, no particular order. Just I want to. I just want to have a conversation. So let's talk about it. Okay. Well, that blew up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just really cool how things are unfolding. Like here's a little piece, and then it like gets bigger and bigger. Like the there's a a Brock, and then there's some guys, and then there's a chest with the guys, and then we open the chest, and there's nothing really in it, and then it's a monster. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I like how that unfolded that that series of events with with them, especially like opening the chest and like looking at the helmet. I'm like, I don't care about that. <laughs> Right, the, the gems and gold that that's more my style and right then i was like oh oh no and it, you know if i start to get into any information that you guys don't want to hear just let me know and i'll and i'll shut up but yeah i was gonna just let that helmet be a helmet and but then i was like well is this guy gonna pick it up you know well you took the bag of gems so he's gonna reach and he's gonna grab the first thing that's obvious you know um because his his treasure is getting looted right before his very eyes and so that that <laughs> that helmet wasn't going to activate unless somebody took it out of the chest mm. um so um i'm not even sure that he necessarily knew it was in there per se but he was being magically compelled to haul the chest around with him so that's oh, why i was yeah. so weird about it um but yeah it was really fun yeah i i, I was saying this earlier dash while you're in the bathroom but it was really fun just seeing how much more like agency and everything that you guys took in steering the decisions. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun last time for me to have Balin to be able to banter and bicker with you guys and help make decisions. But this time you guys like you guys took the rain. You shut Balin down a few times when he was chiming in with his idea, um, which I thought was fantastic. I thought that was great. Um, and then you all like like I was telling these guys before, it's like the expanse is really just a huge moral gray zone. And so I wanted to introduce as many like moral tight spots and conundrums to you guys as possible. And having those like cultists at the end, you know, I just wanted you guys, <laughs> you know, to feel like that was a bad situation, but what do you gain by interfering with it? You know? So, um, yeah, I, you know, the thing I like into it, this adventure so far is it, it feels like, um, kind of like a, like Pilgrim's progress, like mm. that old, uh, story about how it's like, you know, we're making this journey and we keep running into these, like, you know, moral dilemmas. Mm. Uh, and so far I think we're failing them. <laughs> <laughs> so far so. we're just like, eh, fuck that. I'm moving on. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're staying true to the the path that we've set for ourselves. Right, right. We're very much uh, motivated in getting you know this treasure because we all collectively feel as individuals this is going to change our individual fortunes, and that seems to be uh, it, it is coalesced into this uh, hive mind that's motivated purely by like changing our individual fortune so yeah. we are very much just like eh, like yeah like normally if i wasn't doing this we would probably right 
feel more compelled to intervene on these things, but we're right. like, no, 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 no. Like the expanse is this wasteland and it's very unforgiving. And we're like, we have an opportunity to actually make a real change for ourselves for the better for once. Right. So like, eh, fuck that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I like, I liked that dynamic and kind of your, your take on it, Dash. Like it's, it's totally survivorship out here. Like right. we, we can't really afford to take risks because of how harsh it is for everyone. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and um, with how hard life is out in the expanse, uh, I don't know. I just really, really enjoyed the the cultist aspect and kind of the interaction between um, Connie and and Zeshir. Because uh, me personally, uh, as the player, I am on board with Zeshir. Like, bye, see ya. Not interested <laughs> in getting involved in whatever that is. Um, but but the the whole moral dilemma of just letting somebody who's obviously uh, I mean, we don't know if he committed a crime, but it looks right. suspicious, like he's innocent and they're just going to do what they want with him. And uh, that that's not the kind of um, tale that Connie wants to sing about or, or write about kind of these guilty feelings about, oh, by the way, we encountered this one guy captured by cultists and and we left. <laughs> and and not much of a story there (laughs) yeah yeah and that's not gonna win anybody any sort of um uh honor or praise when when the the um the songs are released so to speak well that might be a track that you leave out (laughs) you know like that's kind of the beauty of you're you're the author you can kind of leave out the bad bits you know yeah well there was something i think uh, i think it was dash uh you were chiding Balin, I think about how he doesn't even know what it is he's after or what he's looking for in this treasure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was kind of pressing him because I was like, yeah, because his answers were all like, well, I'll know it when I find it. And I was like, why do you not know? Because like that kind of like wistful kind of pursuit is so dangerous out here. Yeah. To be yeah. Like I'm yeah. going to go on a personal journey of finding myself. And it's like, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like just, just kind of uh, the naivety of thinking, Oh, it'll be fine. I'll, well, I'll, I'll know when I get there kind of thing. Right. And work so, out here. I don't get that vibe from him at all. I, I, I feel like he has like a specific purpose. He knows yes. what he wants there. Well, and the thing that he wants is to get him out of this. And right. I, I, yeah, he may not say, what that thing is, but I think he knows. Well, and that, and that's why I think, you know, this year is so skeptical of him because he doesn't think he's being genuine. Yeah. He thinks he really does know what he's looking for. That is not very wistful that it's especially, you know, his experience with most people in this world. It's like, no, no, cut the shit. Like, you know, just tell me what it is you're you're trying to do, because yeah. like people don't risk their lives f- for something they don't know about, right? For some whimsical journey, it's yeah. So I don't, yeah, it's mm. he's uh he the Balin character is interesting because I I still don't know his deal, yeah. <laughs> but he's oh, useful sure. enough that we can't really right him out like yeah. is, we're stuck with him. Well, and that's kind of what's fun about. Like you guys, you were saying before, it's like you come on across these cultists and like, yeah, okay, maybe in a perfect world, you would have stopped and you would have helped. But like 
Also, Balin is like the first like and biggest lead that you guys have ever had. And it might be the biggest lead anybody's ever had. If everything he's saying is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do I do feel like he sort of adds a ticking clock to it because like he needs you guys for survival. But like, how long is that? You know, mm-hmm. how long is he? You know, j- and just to give you guys like my perspective like as the story is unfolding, not even as like the storyteller aspect of it, because I'm sort of enjoying a lot of this as it unfolds with you guys as well. Like, you know, it's like, if I was listening along, it's like, well, how long does he need you guys? Is he ever going to try to take his chance in the desert? Is he just biding his time for an escape to double cross or to just disappear in the shadows and go or waiting for a distraction or, does he want to honor the bargain and go for it? Because so far he's been a reliable source of some information and he's tried to be helpful, but you know, what is that good for um, when the greatest treasure that anybody's ever heard of is on the line, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what I think of as I'm hearing it all sort of unfold. And it's just interesting. It's hard to tell where he's going to go. Mm -hmm. I know where he's going to go, but (laughs) I think I think why why Franco's always, you know, just untrustworthy with him and and saying whatever he's saying he thinks is a lie. I think is because I you know, I think Balin wants to be right and wants to show us that he's right. So if I always tell him he's wrong, then he has to prove himself right. <laughs> yes. You know. It's like the people who post online something that's it's just slightly factually incorrect so that people will correct them and give them the real answer. So they don't have to research it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I've heard of people talking about, but yeah, I could totally see it. He's like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Let me show you. you. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you're right. Okay. Now you're of no use. (laughs) That is extra cunning on Franco's part. Cause that's like exactly who Balin is for sure. I I feel like I learned a lot about Franco this particular round because uh, just the little tidbit where uh, he shared that he would hand out sticks to to his oh I love that apprentices oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know claiming that their wands are magical you know power uh, behind them and they're just oh yeah I think he's there to make coin that that, that is, is what he's there for I you think know, that's part doing, of it I th- doing yeah. doing something good you know doesn't make him coin keep you know keeping somebody alive is not gonna help him it's just going to be be some sort of risk you know rolling the dice so it's like move move forward when when you get the chance you all leaving donald behind was that was a cold decision but there's no coin to be made there's no nothing to be made by no game drag him drag him around give him give him his give him our water no plus i mean i mean you know according to the the rules of the the desert i mean it's it's a fair way to to yeah. go it's like i've you know if anything people, it's kind of it's, it's merciful because yeah. like, instead of just killing it's, you it's yeah. like no i give you a chance to survive and if it's you can morally, that's essentially it, yeah. what your people did to you yeah this year yeah so. yeah they mm-hmm. let and you know i managed to eke out an existence and so i'm kind of giving this guy the same thing although if i do see him again oh he's fine <laughs> he i'm definitely taking his head off that yeah, is there's no like there's it. no second chances no expanse no there's no second chances out <laughs> yeah. here I like that it's like morally ambiguous, but somehow still honorable. Like, 
mm-hmm. they they can prove themselves. You know, they can forge their own fate, so to speak. Well, if they like, want to live like, hard enough, they can. It's live. like leaving Jack Sparrow on the island. Yeah, you know. And I think I think a lot of these choices would be made different <laughs> if it was in the twilight. Like if it was in some place that was it's comfortable. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. where, where it's not a struggle to get back to safety. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's and and that's like that's the whole thing right it's like you could have given him your water but then what does that mean for you guys who gives right. him the water do you guys right. all give him some water is it enough water to get anywhere because it's almost more cruel to give him some water and then he can't get far enough mm. um and then you guys are out of water you know so yeah. it's like there's there's so many factors to it you know but just like johnny depp just like captain jack sparrow <laughs> they left him on the island and that motherfucker came back stronger than ever <laughs> so yeah, exactly is donald gonna come back stronger than ever I'm really on the fucking blood of cold scorpion guts. <laughs> I'm be, really that'd be badass. I'm gonna write those. Let me jot that. I was really excited to to um, witness uh, Dox's um, dragon breath in action. That was yeah. sick. I, was I definitely didn't that. need to do that, but it just felt like <laughs> the right thing yeah. to do. No, it was cool. Yeah, it's fun because I've been trying to give out magic items because this land is magic as fuck, clearly, judging by the fact that you guys are now standing in a gravityless tube. Yeah. Um, getting ready to kill magic cultists who uh, or maybe not. I don't know. What you yeah, we don't know. But, um, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, yeah so I love using, one shots because yeah, I love one shots because we actually use those items. Yeah, yeah you're not like a long enough. campaign. We might just save it up forever and never actually yep. use it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I used to do that all the time when I was playing Drock, where I'd be like, "Well, I don't want to use my action surge in case I need it." So, like, yeah. I didn't use action surge until like we were in the freaking climax. Basically, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to steer clear from because that is me. I in real life and in games, I tend to like save and hoard everything for security's sake and uh it's more fun when you don't do that i'm finding so yeah exactly you use like like i told i tried to tell you you can't use it if you're dead and you never know what's going to kill you take it from me the guy who died (laughs) uh, last season yeah Um, and and how about uh dox's killer line about scarecrows Dude, yes, that was, that was so dumb. <laughs> that was so dumb. Dude, Dox has wailed on that guy too. That was great. Like, you just have having creature's... magical feet and hands and shit was really helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah, they love the magical hands. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I could keep talking about this forever, but you know, maybe it's a good good place to sort of bring it home. Um I'm what excited you, for next session. Yeah, what do you guys what do, what are you guys sort of envisioning as as the gravity lets out of this this fortress that you guys are in, and maybe your feet leaves the ground a little bit, maybe whatever it is, you know, what are you sort of envisioning happening next session? I just got to kick around the whole place. I just want to <laughs> bounce off some walls yeah. and shit. Yeah. I can't help but think of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when they're in that bubble tower. Yeah. And they have to burp to to get down. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh, shit, there's a fan up here. (laughs) But on the way up to to certain death, they are having the time of their life. Yeah. Well, one thing. Go ahead, Dash. Oh, I was going to say, I think we're going to kill these cultists. Uh, I'm (laughs) going to pocket this little tower and I'm going to use this tower uh, to transport as much of the treasure 
that we find Ooh, at the end. That's yeah. a good idea. Sick. Yeah, I'm all that's about getting this tower. This tower, tower with gold. Oh, yeah. That was one other thing I wanted to talk about before we move on. I wanted to talk about <laughs> I, I I got to use I got to force Dash's um, magic item a little bit. Um, you know, with the with the some of those effects, some of the spells targeting you, and you just got to be like, oh, well, yeah. they don't work on me. Yeah, um, which was fun to do. <laughs> and then I got to touch on Alex's just a little bit by giving him some sweet images of things out in the that desert, cool. giving mm-hmm. him glimpses of these cult. Um, and what, what remind me what cued that up? Like, does he have specific memory, or was that something being transferred kind of from these weirdos? I don't know. We could talk about it now or we could talk about it after the whole campaign ends. Alex. After is fine. Like if I, I was Alex, do you know? I guess that's Oh yeah, yeah. No, okay. I, I mean okay. you know, if if you want to leave it, I, I think I don't know. I think it's more interesting now. I think it's something I most I think you guys are aware of. Is it are okay? They? I'm not <laughs> well, I'm, I'm lo- looking to red if if, if that's right. something that I, sh- I like I should the Mention. only one who has anything similar from me is Dash. And it's because you two asked. Yeah. You two asked me for them. And so I went the extra mile and we uh, I drew up some magic items that were really fun to do. Um, but yeah, my 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 sword is is got because I, I took a, a warlock level. And so I've got a hex blade that's got a bit of magic in it where I get magic from that. And I get some not communication from it but it just ideas images things like that very and cool. so when i get kind of like that darker feeling from those hooded figures you know if the sword's telling me something then i know something's not not right that's cool that's really cool and so that, i think that's what really you know it forced the decision for franco yeah uh to leave that that scene to be okay yeah. with i think that was great that-, that was really fun to to get to use that yeah um and when we finish the campaign, remind me to tie it back into the cultists, and I'll I'll tell you how serendipitous that all was. Cool. How how that why you got images from that. I won't spoil it for now, but because because well, you know, Franco doesn't doesn't know. So yeah, but we yeah. can talk about it when the whole campaign's done. At, maybe after next session or the session before, whichever it is. So cool, um, cool guys. Well, this has been the Crypt Files. I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna go ahead and. Make sure and write that you opened it today and yeah. initial. Oh yeah, I gotta I gotta sign in and out at the check in counter mm-hmm. and make sure that they know and and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and file this back away. Crypt I files. feel like there's an Ethel Bieber somewhere around, upset yeah. with how you're filing it, probably. Yeah. And uh, it gets put right back in Wealth Beyond Measure Chapter Two. And I'm going to return the key to the clerk. Thank you guys so much. This has been the Crypt Files from the end at the end. We will join you next time uh, for Chapter 3 of Wealth Beyond Measure. See you then.